everybody. Welcome to Ask the Pastor with J.D. Greer. This is the pastor, J.D. Greer, and I am Matt Love. Um, at least he's the pastor that we have on this podcast. There's a lot of pastors. He's right. the one we have on this podcast yeah, in the particular. The pastor so. could be very misleading. <laughs> so maybe not your pastor, but a pastor. Yes, he's, he's the pastor we got right now. And uh, and uh, J.D., actually, we're going to kind of kick off. I mentioned this in our first episode back in our new format, video format, all that kind of stuff. Um, that we are actually going to do something we've we've never done here. We're going to take one question and we're going to camp out for uh, several episodes, um, unpacking different elements of this question. And I think it'll make sense to our viewers. You're not and listeners. pleased with my Taylor Swift answer? Is that is that what I'm hearing? You know, I we we felt like it was solid. We felt like it was solid, but we we were like, man, we we need to give this <laughs> we guy do more song time. Song by song. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. We're going to do each album. This is now a Taylor Swift listening uh, podcast tour. Um, That's right. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna unpack this episode over a number of uh, or unpack this question over a number of episodes, and I, I think it's going to be great because this question's pretty big, right? So um, we're going to spend the next eight weeks unpacking something that I think a lot of Christians think about, know about, process, and a especially are thinking about at the beginning of any new year, um, but they may not know a ton about them or maybe trying to figure out how they can take the next step with them. And that is the idea of spiritual disciplines. So this is the question, JD, and we'll, we'll let you dive in here. Um, what are some important spiritual disciplines to focus on as we attempt to grow our faith in 2024? Yeah, and just to be clear, that's sort of an amalgam of several different questions. One of the privileges we have here is as listeners will write in, they'll just and we'll try to group them and say, "Hey, we got a, a section of people asking these over here." And one of the recurring themes, like 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 you're saying, Matt, is people asking about practical things that can really grow their spiritual life and how to do them. And so we thought, man, what better way to start off 2024 than really to dive in with this? Um, in fact, there was a guy that we hear from a lot here in our listening audience named Cliff, who specifically asked. About about Bible reading and, you know, kind of some stuff about it. So we thought mm -hmm. we would start there. Um, and then for the next several episodes, ask the pastor, um, uh, we will, or ask a pastor who happens to be, you know, sitting on this podcast, we'll, uh, we'll do that. So we're going to, um, eight, eight episodes. Um, by the way, if you were like, I've got a question, maybe related mm -hmm. to this or something else, um, man, we would love to hear from you. Just go to request, R-E-Q-U-E-S-T-S, is that right, Matt? At jdgreer.com. Right. Yeah, that's right. And people are like, you actually spelled request, but not Greer. G-R-E-E-A-R. <laughs> so, um, or you can message them to me on Facebook or Instagram. We'll get them that way. So anyway, let's talk about, about, about what may be the most foundational spiritual discipline, um, and that is reading and studying your Bible. Um, look, this may seem elementary to some of you, but, um, but I'm a pastor and I, I work with a lot of people. Um, and have over the years. And I've got a real sense that the practice, actual practice of opening up your Bible, reading it and studying it in a way that truly edifies you, that's not just mm. checking a box, um, I, that's pretty rare, um, uh, unfortunate. And I, that's, uh, that, that's unfortunate because the Bible is very clear that the life of God is in his word. I love 2 Timothy 3.16 3, that compares it to the breath of God. You know, it's like all scripture is in Greek, it's literally theonoustos. It is mm. the breath of God. And just like the word of God breathed on, you know, a, a, a lump of dead clay in Genesis 2 and man became a living soul, that's what happens to us spiritually. Um, where I think about the verse I memorized as a, as a kid, 
In fact, Matt, when I say this, I will say it in the KJV version. <laughs> wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? You know, wherewithal. I don't know what word that is in the English language. It sounds like a like a white shirt um, or that black hoodie you got on. Where with, where with anything, but wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Um, uh, and the answer is by taking heed thereto according to your word, that that's how we, that's how our lives align. It's how they become life-giving and and, uh, and they become full of uh, the abundance that God has for us. Uh, we know from the example of Jesus and the apostles that it was a big deal to them that they not only learned the Bible at the synagogue, but they they also uh, meditate on it and dwelled on it. Um, they didn't have a KJV Bible that they carried around in their backpack. I, I understand that, but we will often see Jesus, you know, going off by himself early in the morning to spend time with God. Uh, most people, most Jews at his, at his time and definitely at his age would have had the whole thing, at least the first five books of the Torah memorized. And so even the early uh, church, uh, the, the letters of Paul were often memorized. And so even if they didn't have the scroll of the book, they were, they were meditating on it and they were talking through it. Um, Jesus, you know, very famously use a scripture in his battle against Satan. Mm. And I mean, talk about somebody filled with the spirit. Jesus would have been filled with the spirit. Talk yeah. about somebody that's morally, you know, got strong character. Jesus would check all those boxes. And yet he feels the need yeah. to quote scripture against Satan. How much more, you know, would, would I need to do that? And I, I'm never going to be able to resist Satan if, um, if I just don't know the scripture. Um, Acts chapter two says that they devoted themselves to um, to the teaching, the, to the apostles' teaching, the early church, they devoted themselves to it. And that had to include, you know, daily rhythms. Acts 17, 11 commends a, a new group of believers called the Bereans because they didn't take Paul's word for something, which, you know, is pretty brave, Matt, when you're like, <laughs> I don't know, Paul, I get the whole like, you know, whatever. Uh, you're an amazing miracle man, but, you know, I'm going to check this out and see if it's really true. But they examine the scriptures daily. And so I yeah. think we see that it really is an essential practice. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, again, we, you say it, there's something about like, you know, should we, should we study the Bible? We all know, yes. Um, but we see the importance of it in the word, like how, when we read the Bible, we see the importance of the Bible for the people there, for Jesus himself. And so does our, our practice kind of fit that in the intensity of the need that we see there. But let me kind of stop real quick to, to ask a question that we got, um, from a listener named Dalton. Um, and I think this is a question. I have heard this question a number of times from people that I've been around or discipled. Um, and, and he asked, is there a time of day that is best for Bible reading? Um, and he actually asked another one, which I thought was a great, a great follow-up question is, is there a time of day that the Bible reading like sticks better? Oh, yes. Well, um, absolutely. It's 316 in the morning because it's John 316. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was trying to think 777. Well, that's not a time. There are not that many minutes. Um, The one time you should read it is 666. Yeah, yeah, no. So actually, on a serious note, that's a good question. Uh, Personally, I found for me, um, I'll just say the morning is the best time to read my um, the Bible, a number of reasons I'll give for me personally, and then I'll explain why that may be different for some of our listeners. Um, but um, for me, when I don't do it in the morning, um, uh, is it okay to admit this? The day sometimes gets away from me yeah, and yeah, I just run good. out of time. And then I'll be honest, I'm laying down at night in bed and it's either sleep or a Seinfeld episode that is just <laughs> way too tempting at that moment to actually pull out my Bible and actually read it. 
Um, I'll also say that on the positive side, I just feel so much more prepared for for my day when I've met with God in the morning. Um, it it kind of orders my day. In fact, one of mm-hmm. my my um, practices is to actually pray through my calendar for the day. Um, you know, it has the side benefit of getting me ready to know what to expect that day, but also it just allows me to hear from the Holy Spirit sometimes. You know, like I got this meeting and I'm going to pray about this, and I've had the Holy Spirit really speak to me about a person that I was going to meet with or something that I needed to do. Um, it helps order. It's almost like think of it like building, you know, resetting the the blocks in my mind correctly so that I'm I'm going into the day correctly. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they talk about atomic habits. And atomic yeah. habits are these foundational habits that when you do that, everything else goes right. For example, yes. if you start working out, a lot of times it leads to eating right and then you know going to bed on time. Well, for me, Bible first in the morning is an atomic habit that sets the rest of my day up the right way. Um, in fact, I have a, a you know one of my rules is no Bible, no breakfast. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the Bible before I I, I I put food in my body. It's also for me, Matt, a way of giving God my first and my best. Um, just like hey, the best part of my day, first part of my day. Is going to go to him. Um, now, having said that, Matt, one of the godliest men that I know, I know he he, he likes to do it better at night and, uh, you know, right before he goes to bed. And so please don't hear this as any kind of law. Um, Dalton, you know, there's no right answer is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, but just personally, and I think this would be true for the majority of people, I think mornings is probably better. Yeah, I think that I think the the there's obviously some spiritual elements. I completely agree. Just that orientation towards God in the morning, though, I will say I, I actually one of the most spiritually rich times of my life was my junior year of college. And I, I did my time with God every day at about 11 PM in the library after I like finished doing homework and stuff like that. So, wow, yeah, you know, it, it was, it was a season, but I think orienting now, orienting my morning towards God is really beneficial. Um, but, but there's also that pragmatic piece that just, I think was helpful. It is the reality that we, if we can get the most important things done first, it's a lot more likely, a lot less likely that the day gets away from us. And I think what you said there at the beginning was really good. But here, here's another question about this from a listener named Josh. Um, and he, he asked this, does not sticking to a consistent daily quiet time mean that I am being disobedient? Wow. I mean, great question. And I would say maybe. Um, I mean, here's why I say maybe. Uh, It's clear we're commanded to spend time with God Mm -hmm. and neglect that as sin. Um, But the the other side of the maybe part of it is, I mean, if if God wanted it to be a rule, he would have made it a rule. Mm. And so we really are talking about wisdom and the application of it. I mean, when somebody says that, well, there's no rule about this, you say, okay, well, what's... You know, what's driving you to not do it? What are the yeah. ways that you're spending time with God? Because it's like any other relationship. It, it's not going to go anywhere mm-hmm. if you're not actually investing time in it. What does get your first and your best every day? Who do you talk to every day? What do you do every day? And if God is not a part of that, what does that say about about you and, and, and yeah. the priorities, the weight you give God in your heart? Um, you know, th- this actually leads me to something pretty important, which is I, I wanted to make sure that um, – that we talk about this because particularly for people with personalities like mine, mm. um, kind of type A, got to do everything, you know, it really becomes a, something you check off on a list. Yeah. And, you know, or it becomes more about a, just a spiritual discipline or, or sometimes just gaining knowledge. Oh, I've worked my way through this book and I understand it now. I've seen what the Bible project does on it. Um, listen, reading the Bible will help you learn more about God, about biblical history. It'll make you more biblically literate. It is a good thing to do every day. We're commanded to hide his word in our hearts. Um, we imitate Jesus when we do it, but but the question is, why are we doing it? Mm. 
And the number one goal of Bible reading is not Bible knowledge. It's to know God. Yes, I, I learned good. this, Matt, from my dad, who doesn't have a PhD in theology, and he's never been a professional you know, pastor or minister, just a, a layman. And he talks about um, when he really began to, to build into his life the discipline of meeting with God every day, it was because he sensed the Holy Spirit saying, I want to meet with you. Mm. Not just you need to know more about me, but I want to meet with you. And when when you don't take time in the day to meet with me, um, I hope this comes out right, but God is like, I missed that time with you. This is yeah, why I saved yeah. you was for this kind of relationship. Um, you know, when you ask me about my wife and you, you say, tell me about Veronica, you know, tell me about your relationship with Veronica. And if I say, well, she's, you know, five foot, you know, three, she's got, you know, brown, beautiful hair. She, her sibling is named this and her mom yeah. and dad are named this and her favorite music is and her height is this and her, her weight is this. Or, you know, if I tell you all these facts about her, that's not the same thing as being in love with her. That's like her Wikipedia page, you know, if she had one. <laughs> um, and so, you know, when you, when, you, when you were reading the Bible, you got to ask, why am I doing it? It, it, it? Is it to know God more? Because all the Bible reading in the world without that is useless. Mm. And the flip side of that is um, if you're trying to know God without reading his word, you'll never really get anywhere because that's the means by which he, he has put out there for us. Um, I've always loved this quote by A.W. Tozer. The Bible is not an end in itself, but a means to bring men to an intimate and satisfying knowledge of God, that they may enter into him, that they may delight in his presence, may taste and know the inner sweetness of the very God himself in the core and the center of their hearts. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I think that's a great, I mean, the, even this question, it's a great reorientation. If you're not meeting with God consistently, I, we, I don't think God's primary thought is frustration at your disobedience rather than saying, he's looking at you saying, I want you to know me. I want you to spend time with me. And that 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 reorients it completely. And I think that's really, I think that's really good. We want to know God and that's why we want a consistent quiet time. Um, and I want, we want to kind of like land the plane of this, this topic with a, a question that's maybe a little bit more nuts and bolts. So this is a question we got from Paul. Um, Paul says, how do you JD pick the, which book of the Bible or section of the Bible you're going to study in your time with God? Do you like, are you like a read through the book, read through the Bible every year guy? I'm, this is now Matt's question. Are you read through the Bible every year guy? Or is it like, you know, just go randomly pick one or the other? I mean, how, how do you, how do you decide what you're going to study every day? I close my eyes and I just open the Bible and I let the Holy Spirit choose, you know, wherever my finger, no, that's, that's actually a terrible way to do it. Um, uh, you know, I have been a read through the Bible. I've done that, you know, a few times and every once in a while, that'll be what I do for the year. Um, some Christians do that every year. That's never been me um, to just, you know, do that. Um, uh, what I'll say that rather than just giving you the, the specifics of what I'm doing now, I'm happy to do that. But let me just sort of give you some general things that may help in this. Um, there's a lot of great resources out there to help yeah. you plan out your Bible reading. You know, in our day and time, if you can access this podcast, then you can just type in great Bible reading plans. Um, <laughs> sometimes I use one, sometimes I don't, but it, it, they're available. So just do a little bit of searching and you'll find one. Um, if you're a new believer and you're like, well, I mean, what do I, I can't find new believer, you know, Bible reading, start with the Gospels, just read, you know, two chapters a day, start in Matthew, go all the way through the Gospel of John. Um, uh, you know, one of the, the apps that we recommend here um, is it's it's the ESV Study Bible app. Uh, it actually costs money, so I should acknowledge that. But um, once you buy this this Study Bible, not only does it give you notes on, you know, any passage and help you understand it, um, it has a number of reading plans that you just, you can choose from. 
you know, how much you want to read, in, you know, whether it's a lot or a little. Um, there's a there's one sp- designed specifically for men. There's there is a new believers one there. It take you through specific books of the Bible or around different topics. Um, I'm using it currently. That's one of the things I'm doing, and I, I love it. Um, there's another one that I use to get my quiet time started called Lectio 365. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know the people personally that, you know, that, that but I, um, they're connected to some really good movements and a 24-7 prayer movement. And it's a good thing for the first thing I do in the morning. It's pretty short. And also the last thing at night. And my wife and I actually use it to pray. Um, our, one of our last things before we go to bed is we, we pray through some of the verses they put out there. Um, our, you know, especially if you're part of the Summit Church, but even if you're not, we have an, um, our own Summit Church app. Yep. And um, we have, it's called Daily Revival. And it's right there at the top um, when you open the page. And it's it, it literally puts the passage there for you and then gives you some prayer requests and um, some uh, one of our missionaries to pray for. And yep. uh, that'd be a great thing to get you started um, in, yeah. in, in developing the, that. The, the, the Summit app, you know, just shout out to everybody that designed that thing. Cause that I, I use that a lot in the mornings and especially, so I mean, I have a three month old, I get up to feed her and she, I'm kind of the first person awake with her in the morning. And so, um, uh, if I am not able to get up early enough to do a lot before I'm a lot of mornings, you could catch me bottle in one hand and summit app in the other. And it has been, um, Baby really helpful. Bottle, not, not, not bottle of Jack Daniels in case somebody's just going to clip that. Yeah, baby bottle, to be clear. And and it's just been awesome, especially being able to pray for missionaries. There's also some different apps that help you do that. But using those resources that already exist, so huge, um, and just being consistent, um, moving through books of the Bible, seeing what God says. Thanks so much for all of that, J.D. That was really good. I mean, uh, rapid-fire question. You handled it like a champ, so great stuff. (laughs) Um, And uh, we're going to keep going with this Spiritual Discipline series uh, coming up. So we're going to do a few more episodes about this. Next episode, we're going to talk through... um, prayer and just how do we build the discipline of prayer into our lives summit church right now is working through 21 days of prayer it's a big emphasis we're we're working through right now we're excited to dive into that with you so right now before you exit out of this podcast and open a different podcast if you have not subscribed go subscribe you just click it one time and then you don't have to do any more work um that helps other people find the podcast it helps it helps us and it helps other people um so go ahead and subscribe and then again if you're just listening to us stop listening to us what are you doing go home subscribe on youtube you can watch us talking you can sit there and you can be like we're just doing a little round table discussion you can pretend to be dalton asking the question all sorts of stuff <laughs> subscribe on youtube at j.d.greer and we'll see you next time on ask the pastor 